Hello, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to Ongakuryu, the podcast where three friends come together and break down what's new in the Japanese music industry. This is the podcast for the week of February 26, 2021. I'm your host, Ken, and with me we have Gray. What's happening, dudes? And Luna. Hello, everyone. Oh, Genki. Oh, Genki, indeed. How have you guys been? What have you been listening to as of late? Let's start with you, Luna. So, I have, again, been listening to a hodgepodge of stuff. A lot of Mizuki Nana, some Cream, Miyachi's latest EP, which is fantastic. I love his song Crazy Outside featuring Aoyama Thelma. Also went back to Crystal K and listened to a lot of her older albums, which Almost 17 is fantastic, along with many, many others she has. Went back to some M-Flow, mainly their Kyo album. Just wanted to revisit that as some song I, I, with JP the Wavy on there. And our music corner, of course. Some A-Witch as her and I did a song together called Not So Different, the remix. Freaking amazing and I have been addicted to that one. Also went back and listened to some of Cream's older stuff. I actually went back and listened to Udu. Uh, she had a new single called First Love and it made me dive back into her. And just, you know, some new artists like Nene. I discovered her not too long ago. I went back to Ayaka. Also, Riri came up because we discussed Beverly last week and that led into a conversation on Riri. So I finally listened to her Neo album which was actually really good. I, I enjoyed it a lot more than I initially remember. So, and still listening to some Beverly is I keep going back to her, a couple of her songs like Love Therapy and Baby Don't Cry. Um, but that's really about it. What about you, Gray? What have you been listening to? Me, I, honestly, I've had LOL's newest single, uh, Endless Journey, on repeat a lot. Like, to me, that, that's just been a return to form. I've really enjoyed that number and my time with it. I've also been diving into Ivy's new album, their first album, Awake. And I, I haven't listened to all of it yet, but what little bit I have listened to, I have enjoyed. And, and uh, if you're an Ivy fan, it's definitely something I would recommend checking out. Also been going back and listening to Nogizaka's Boku wa Boku o Suki ni Naru and uh, just enjoying my time with that. And I, I thought that was a really good song and I just had a lot of fun with it. Uh, other than that, nothing too special. What have you been listening to, Ken? So I've been listening to a, a lot of hodgepodge of things myself as well. So I've been listening to a vocalist of the name of Yu Ryong. She is absolutely amazing. I've been listening to Trap from her EP documentary. I've been also listening to Loki, which featured Syrup as well uh, from her EP Mist. I've been also listening to Mishia. Her Tears of the Orf of Orphan song is absolutely fantastic. I've been listening to Crystal K's cover collection i actually listened to her cover of i love which is absolutely elegant if you wanted to hear a more ballad like version of i love crystal k 
did an amazing job. After that, I've been listening to Supercell because I've been on a huge anime kick as of late. And so I've been listening to the Kimono Shiranai Monogakari by the Monogakari series that's obviously a part of. I've been also listening to Nanamizuki's Eternal Blades song and touch by yoshimi iwasaki and loki designs persona that's been actually really really good if you guys like loki design but i've been listening to a hodgepodge of things obvious music corner as well but with that let's continue on to this week's topic and this was something that you know is very interesting on our end because we obviously would like to introduce groups to the to the ire so this time we thought about what male idol the group that is still together would you recommend to someone now i'll have to preference on what the word idol is because that is a catch-all term so the idol for male idol this time around is any group that has the color coordinations so johnny's is also obviously in that wheelhouse as well but we figured that uh, a lot of these groups aren't of Johnny variety, so that gives us a little bit of breathing room, so to speak. But with that, let's start with you, Luna. What group did you pick? And uh, tell us why you gave or introduced them to us. So, I first of all, I'm going to start off saying I'm not a big Idol fan in general, especially male Idols. I think there's very few I like, and it's usually Johnny's, but with Johnny's not streaming in the United throughout the world I decided to avoid them that way people could everyone could enjoy a group on streaming services so I kind of went down a rabbit hole and started listening and to different male idols trying to figure out what I liked what I didn't and I discovered one called nine stars and they they kind of they kind of, I didn't know how what to think of them at first, just because, so they are related to Magic Prince. That's their, uh, they're pretty much the younger brother group of Magic Prince. And they also are related to High Five. And I know we've talked about High Five in the past. And I know Gray's a fan of um, Magic Prince and High Five. So I, I was a little, you know, iffy on trying them, but I was pleasantly surprised when I checked out their latest single, IPU, which stands for I Promise You, and I ended up liking it. It was a little bit happy-go-lucky, but I liked the cutesy lovey-doveyness of it. And I also thought their vocals were very strong in it. And that's what drew me into them. And I also thought the composition for IPU was very nice and fit what they were doing with that track. And I will say their B-side song, again, was a little bit slower, and I enjoyed that as well. And I felt like, for both, it was really a composition vocal-wise thing, because they knew what they were good at, they knew what they were strong at, and they did that well. And it got me to actually check out their album, and I'm going to specify their only album, called One Star, that came out in 2019. And... I think the reason it drew me to it and I would recommend them is I feel like One Star did have tracks for a variety of people. It still had your happy-go-lucky sugar coatiness that you see in most male idols. 
However, I feel like what they brought to the table that was a little different is I thought they had super strong vocals in it. And there were specific songs that I actually enjoyed quite well. I thought their um, Reach for the Stars song was very, very good. I It kind of gave me a little bit of an Odyssey feel and how it opens, and that pulled me in on there. And I really enjoyed Grateful Days as it was a little bit of a more mellow style track and kind of like ballad style, but not because that's my one issue with this group is they have trouble just doing a solid ballad. Most, you know, it can, something starts off slow, but then their chorus always picks up. However, I still thought Grateful Days, you know, showed off that they could do a different type of style. Their harmonies are fantastic. And I felt like their music was actually enjoyable. Most of it was enjoyable without being overbearing, which is my biggest issue with male idol groups. I find so many of them overbearing and I can't take it. But I think Nine Stars was a good mixture that I needed. Yeah, I thought Nine Stars was a very, very interesting pick for you specifically, Luna, because I'm like, hmm, because me, me and you have fairly similar tastes. So when I first listened to to Nine Stars, this was a while ago because I remember doing articles on them, and I'm like, hmm, this label, I knew I had difficulty with with them in the past, but some of the songs that I had listened to, Grateful Days, like, like what you introduced, it was... All right, <laughs> trying to find the words here, but it's it's a little bit happy to happy go lucky for me, but it would be a great way to introduce someone to if you guys like this type of style of music. Obviously, this group is a an amazing group to start on, or anyone from their lovely band of groups from this as well. So I I think that's a very interesting choice. I, I kind of surprise myself with this because usually I don't go for the style, but some reason I have been in this really weird mood lately, and I, I don't know if it was my weird mood that made me choose this, but there are some songs that I'm like, I like this. I don't know if I should like this. This isn't my style, <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm I'm glad you picked this group. I, I I'm familiar with the label. Everyone knows I love High Five, and I wanted Dabble and Magic Prince. Haven't done so yet, and I, I'm familiar with Nine Stars. I hadn't had a chance to really listen to their music and what they do, and and I was really enjoyed just diving in and listening to them a little bit. I've added IPU and again to my. Playlists. I loved both those songs. They're fantastic, and I in really enjoyed their album One Star. I, you know, I thought like every song on there was pretty solid. I, I, I do like this. It, and I, I know like I, I'm more of a male vocalist group than I am idol, but I'm really starting to warm up to idols, and I, I think this is a good group. I think they're pretty solid, uh, and I, honestly, they're not as cookie cutter as some other idol groups so i, I think they're uh, a, a pretty you know, you know you know great i was gonna say wh what does this group rank in your mind to like some of the vocalist groups that uh, that you've previously liked if you had to pick up a, a ranking so to speak <laughs> i i don't know it, it's really hard because 
I like their vocals, but their vocals aren't as strong as other groups that I really love. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're still pretty good vocals overall. I'd say they're in the middle. Uh, if we're ranking them out of 10, I'd say like a 6, maybe. Well, I wouldn't uh, say the 10-point scale. What is the 3-point scale? <laughs> three Solid uh, 3. or Yeah, yeah, 3. Solid 3, so, okay. Yeah. So, so what would high five? What would high five be on that scale? <laughs> are they are they just as even as high five? Then is what you yeah yes yeah. oh oh easily uh I I think I think I have more personal attachment to high five because of we've been there since their first single and and we just been with the group for for longer mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I I would say they're I would say they're same they're they're on the yeah. same plane I mm-hmm. I, I easily yeah. Out of all the the groups from this label, though, I didn't I didn't mind them the the most. Let's just say this much: I had problems with with High Five beforehand, and mostly because that is the This Is High Five song, and that's mostly it. That that one song really shocked me to my core. <laughs> and then oh, Match God, Prince, I love I, we are High Five. Yeah, yeah, I know, song. I know you, I know you do, I know you do. And I, I had my problems with Magic Prince. So, like, out of the three of them that we've covered from that label, I mean, I mean, Nine Stars is probably one of the more better ones in my opinion. But they also have an album which kind of helps them as well because it it kind of lets them know how to branch out. But it is what it is. But from there, what about you, Gray? What uh, what idol group, male idol group, would you introduce to someone? Uh, yeah, so uh, I I kind of tackled this from a slightly different angle, and I went with an idol group that honestly I have just gotten into myself. I'm not the most familiar with all of their work, and a lot of their work honestly isn't even on Apple Music. Mostly their newer stuff, and like their most late their latest album is on Apple Music, which you can check out. But I went with the nine-member idol group, Boys and Men, and they've been around since 2011. They're pretty old, but, you know, I remember when, you know, I still, I mean, it wasn't too long ago, but when their song, Oh Yeah, dropped on the Oricon, I was kind of dreading that song, and I was like, oh my god, I don't know if I'm going to like this or not, and I wound up loving it, and I've never actually featured it on an on Gaku Go, interestingly enough, but I listen to that song all the time. It, it is one of my absolute favorite songs of recent memory. And I, I, I loved it. And uh, I learned that um, Yutaka Kobayashi uh, is a member of the group and he is m- most notable for his role as uh, Kaito Kumon in Kamen Rider Gaim. So... I was like, oh, this is crazy. And then I I was talking about them with Ken and Ken pointed out that actually that group is made of several actors that are featured in various tokusatsus and stuff. And so I was like, well, you know, when we discussed the topic and I was like, oh, you know, this would be a really good group if say like if you ever watched like a tokusatsu show or something like that and you actually really really like an actor because a, a lot of people like they like to follow actors in their careers so i was i was like oh okay you know if you like tokusatsu check out boys and men you might see a familiar face in the crowd and and i, I like their music i think they have really good music too 
And so that was kind of like my headspace and and where I was when I when we approached the topic. And I, I I like I said like I've just gotten into them myself, but they're Boy Man the Universe album just dropped last month, and it's really good. I wound up liking most of the tracks. I think there's like one track I don't like, but the rest is really, really good. So boys and men were interesting. I, I have my, I have like the things I like about them and the things I don't. Their music is very, very upbeat. So if you love the upbeat, sugar Cody, you know, fun, love and music, that's going to get your, bones jumping you know and your booty shaking <laughs> I wouldn't say booty shaking but you know to get you all like bouncy I mean I think they're a great way to start off I think they do have some catchy tracks too like Gray talked about Gata and Gotongo it starts out I actually love how it starts out the chorus is a little much for me as it goes pretty high up there like high strung a little bit however it's a very catchy track and just how they have it set up and I think their vocals are very well good in it I will say I would like to hear a little bit more songs like Ashiato because it shows they can do slower tracks very well and I'd actually love to see boys and men do an actual like I, I haven't got to listen to everything they've done. I've only listened to little bits of it. But I would love to hear a solid actual ballad. Because this is the closest one on their Boy Men, the Universe album. And I think Ashiato is a very, very beautiful song. And it shows their skills and what they can do. And I'd like to see more tracks like this more often. Um, I also thought Oh Yeah was a fun fun track and I wish if they would have started off the album with this because I ended up really liking this one the first one on there I didn't care for as much uh Doreya Jump Doreya Jump yeah Doreya Jump was way too much for me and then I'm like oh but when it got to oh yeah I'm like okay this smooths it out for me, they're, they're going to be something if I'm in the mood to listen to that upbeat music or if you like that type of thing, they're a good way to start off. And I'm sure diving more into them, you'll find way more songs, too. So, great. This was very interesting that you chose Boys and Men, mostly because originally you didn't really like them. <laughs> if, if, if I remember correctly, you were kind of on the boat with a lot of their songs, and that's why you were very hesitant when we did got to oh yeah right yeah and and i i will say that i have particularly noticed how like over the course of this the the lifespan of the show and everything like i've noticed how my tastes have changed and there's a lot of stuff that a year or two ago i didn't like that i do like today and again I, that's just me that's just who i am like i my tastes change over time and Usually, I think that's a good thing because it's it's not like I stop liking the old thing. I just start liking something new, and it really opens my mind and and it expands the variety of music that I really enjoy and listen to. So yeah, because yeah, I, I I would say this is the first. Well, oh yeah, was the first release after your whole infatuation with male idol groups kind of happened. Yes. I wanna yes. I want to. I want to say that because I don't think they had a release that ranked in the Oricon when we. It was mostly after High Five kind of really 
rocked your world, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, yeah. High Five rocked my world. And uh, Boys and Men, yeah, it, it's a group that I think we covered in like the first year or so, but they they did go quiet for a while and they just yeah, didn't yeah. have mostly, anything that rise up to mostly, the top. Mostly they did album releases, if I remember correctly. But but since they, they signed with Universal, that kind of really helped their, their whole thing, right? <laughs> Yes. So I mean it's very interesting that you chose them. I've I've known about them for a while because like I said, I've a lot of them actually star in a lot of Tokusatsu shows. Like the former leader of them was in Akiba Rangers and that was a huge get because you know, he was one of the older Red Rangers if I remember correctly. Well, even though it was unofficial, but it's neither here nor there. And one of the the prominent members was also going to be go say red but that's neither here or there but yeah a lot of them they're they're really considered tokusatsu like and when they do branch out from other stuff it's uh very very interesting but listening to a lot of their songs yeah no i understand why you chose them because they are an idol idol ass idol group and gatango well not for me it's it has that energy that like yeah you want to get up and go kind of thing so that's that's also really really good to have for in high beat high energy idol group so and you are right luna i would love to hear what they have to take for an actual ballad because ashiato had that little flair of what i want it's unfortunately the the chorus kind of ramped it just a little but it's if I could hear a pure ballad, I I would love to hear that. That's one of the things that I would want. Yeah, and they they may have one. Just uh, their Apple Music library is very limited at the moment, uh, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I guess I'll go on to my pick, and I decided to showcase the lovely group of Yinwa Jibuni Aru, and they are a seven member group that debuted in 2019, and. One of the reasonings that I figured that I would highlight an artist that we haven't covered and is still fairly fresh, so to speak, and both of the, the this group kind of checks both of those boxes that I wanted to do. And they have this really unique style that I actually love in a male idol group that I haven't really felt this way since King and Prince, to be honest. Their vocal styles pairs very well to whatever composition they have. And it's actually really refreshing. You know, the song Shakespeare ni Manabu Rei Teiri was really, really good. It has that more traditional male idol dance feel. And it has just what I really, really love in the first place. You know, they're also their song Zekikoro kind of brings on that happy-go-lucky style without really overbearing the composition composition which is actually really good so like they are really really strong vocally and i would really out of all the groups that you know we haven't really talked about beforehand like this group just blindsided me and i really really loved my time with it and expect a music corner from them in the in the near future so this group um get in wajibuni aru also surprised me as well when you when you shared them with with me um ken i really enjoyed i think the one that stood out for me was shakespeare the manabu and i teddy and it was because the composition was so good and so unique 
And like you said, with the traditional idol feel, that's what it did. However, it still stood out from everything we hear today in idols. And it was a pleasant surprise and I loved it. And I also thought Zakuro was very strong and a great way to start off as that was the first one I heard by them. And I like that it was not overbearing and that it also had that typical idol feel, but still I thought their vocals were very strong. And that composition is what really is doing it for me with Genenwa Jibuni Aru is they're what I would like more idols to be like more male idols because you're I'm more in between that I like some of the happy-go-lucky but not usually but I feel like most male idols are so overbearing that I just can't take it well with Gerenwa Jibuni Aru they really show that they they know how well they know how to mix their composition with the members capabilities and I love that yeah, uh, Gininwa Jibuni Aru is a really interesting group. I, I really enjoyed my time with them. I, I think they're fantastic. Their Multiverse album, which dropped last month, is really good. And I, it's really hard to pick an, like, a favorite song on that. Uh, Shakespeare theory, Shakespeare's Theory of Love, I think, is a pretty solid number overall. But Zakuro is another really good song that... I really enjoyed a, a man painted with a lie. I thought it was a fantastic song too. And they really do break the mold of what an idol group is. Their their sound is very unique and different. And it they're really going for a much different feel than what your traditional idol group goes for. And I think that's a good thing. I think you know the male idol category needs more diversity anyways and i think they really shake things up a lot and especially if you don't like the traditional idol stuff i would definitely recommend this group because they shake it up and they do different things and they have interesting compositions that they work with and i think they're they're really fantastic yeah that 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 was the whole thing for me because they kind of stood out because the whole thing with male, well, the the trap that I go go in with idols in general, male or female, is that a lot of them do the hyperactive stuff, and that's was what wasn't the reason why I fell into the idol hole, so to speak. Originally, I I wanted that good vocals, and that's one of the reasons why they gaining Wajibaniado really stood out to me. So that, that it's it's really difficult to compare in words, but regardless, I'm happy that you know the both of you got to pick a group that we actually all really like for the most part, and isn't really ashamed to be like, hey, these are the kind of groups that we think that if you were getting into the male idol industry or just like J-pop in general, I would introduce these groups. I I wouldn't feel shame to be like yeah I, I i wouldn't feel bad to introduce these groups to people right yes i agree oh most definitely i was gonna say what what if you guys had a second runner-up what would it be what would it have been you know honestly i'm gonna say adashi and 
one they are i know we had a big discussion on them but they are one i would push to someone because of they've been around for so long and they have Mm. so many different styles they've been through i feel like adashi has a song for everyone and i know they have a lot but with them at least with adashi i could pick one song and be like check the song out you know and if especially if i know that person's style i feel like that's easier to find an adashi song that i think they'd fall in love with yeah the thing is with adashi even though they have a lot they have a best of and that really kind of helps their uh, their case out yes yes that does they have a couple best albums and i mean i would go with them because to me they were one of the ones that really got me to say i like made male idol groups because i didn't before until i discovered them yeah it it's a very interesting question and honestly i agree a lot with yuna i yuna luna sorry because in in my mind like like there is a difference between like a male vocal group and then what an idol is and i think for Mm. idols specifically i think arashi is like the gold standard yeah Arashi is uh obviously the what everyone (laughs) wants to inspire yeah nationally and internationally let's just say this much Yes, ex- exactly. I, I think they are the gold standard of what an idol group is and what it should be. And yeah, they do have a massive discography. They do have a best of. It really helps. And it's like Luna said, you know, there's a song for anybody that they have. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it, I would, you would be hard pressed to find someone who does not find a song by Alashi that they, that they, that they love. Like if they listen to their whole category, the, their whole discography, that they would not find a song that they like. I think there is songs for every every person done by Arashi, and they they had such a good run too. I mean, yeah. just yeah. to that career that that it's legendary in many ways. And I think you know, long after they hang it up, like people will, you know, they'll, they'll they will still be the gold standard for decades. And and I, it, I think that's just you know it, it speaks for itself, and I I couldn't like there's a couple of other groups like I could say like I like Heisei Jump and you know some of the other Johnny's Juniors cartoon, Kiss My Feet too Kiss My Foot though, uh but I, again I I think she's the gold standard and I, th- I think if you're going to try to get somebody into an idol group I think I think those they 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 would be the best pick. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go a different way while Odyssey is a good group to pick, but because they are the gold standard, I'd rather pick someone just a little bit underneath that just to kind of gauge their expectations just a bit. I, I was going to pick King and Prince, to be honest, because they are still relatively new enough and they have enough of a discography that you can kind of introduce slowly. Obviously, Odyssey is the gold standard. If I if I didn't have to choose someone that is current, it would be Odyssey. But if I had to choose someone that is current, it would be King and Prince. But that's that's just me, and mostly because we saw their debut. We saw them succeed after every release, and it's getting to that point that we're seeing a lot of groups debut and grow up with them. And that's the very interesting thing about this show that we have done over the last couple of years now. Not to, I, I kind of want to bookend this with Odyssey, I guess. 
what would be the song that you would introduce someone to Adashi with? Like, if you had to choose a song, like the song, what would that song be? Honestly, I don't know. Love So Sweet, I think, would be, in my mind, would be like the first song that I would go to. But it, it's, it, it is the song that they're most known for. Yeah, it's their, their, their most yeah. popular song by far. I mean, it doesn't have to be the song that you introduce them with, but yeah, it is yeah. their most popular song by far, um, and I, so I would understand why you would choose that, though. I have an odd one that I would pick. Aozora Peredu. Oh, okay. I have been in love with that song lately, and I just, the composition in it is perfect. Their vocals, just everything about it. I I feel like more people would gravitate to something like that, too, and it just... I, Something about that composition just moves me. I just recently that has been one of my favorite songs. And back when we did our big episode, I I don't know why, like this one kind of like I listened to it, but lately it's really resonated with me over the last couple months. And for example, when I'm in the car, that is one of the songs I always play and I always put it back on repeat. I'm sure my sister hates me. Between that, we can make it and love so sweet. <laughs> but I think I was what I had to do is just a fantastic song. What would yours be, Ken? I, I so with with Arashi, I guess this would be a cheat too. If they did not know anything about J-pop and anything about Arashi. It would be whatever, whenever you call. Yeah, that would be my number two pick. That's a good one. It would that be. That would a, be. I would. I really don't want to pick that song, but because I rather do a ballad, I rather do do one of my favorite songs, or I, I rather do a hodgepodge of other songs. But whenever you call is just. By far up there of, yeah, you know, they're firing on all cylinders. They know what they do. And it's hard not to choose the song. And the fact that it's sung all in English really, really freaking helps. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, it would be it would be that. Well, you can also hear that Bruno Mars touch. So it it does have a smidge more of a Western Western style, toward yeah. it yeah so so it wouldn't be jarring to go from a um western style to an eastern style like, like you could bridge the gap a lot better yeah you can song. you can bridge that gap a whole lot more and if i wasn't going to choose whenever you call it would be hitomi no nakade galaxy because that's in my mind that's probably one of their best ballads and it like like i said like in our our artist spotlight with Odyssey, the, their ballads are probably one of the biggest things that draw me into them, and I loved it. I agree. Their ballads and their slower songs. I mean, and that's where they really show how talented they are, and they draw people in. Yeah, no, that's that's for darn sure. But yeah, with that, let's go on to this week's music corner here. And Luna, you have the reins for this week, so why don't you go ahead and introduce us to your artist? All right, so in a way, we've kind of been introduced to him thanks to the Oricon, which is 
where I actually found out about him. So this week I chose Yuri. And he is a singer-songwriter from Makuhari Shiba, who got his big break in 2019 through SNS, such as like Twitter, Insta, TikTok, etc. So he started posting videos on all those sites, including YouTube, and it ended up spreading his music all over. And he attracted a lot of attention due to this. So in 2019, he was able to release his first digital single titled... Kakure, uh, well, I'm going to put digital singles because he did release two. Uh, Kakurenbo and Kagome. And both of these made it in the top 10 on iTunes Japan, which is amazing for an artist with two digital singles to make it in the top 10, in my opinion. So he considered... He continued his streak with the hits Peter Pan, but it would be his next single, Dry Flower, that would pretty much push him into the spotlight. And that is where we discovered him and I discovered him. It Dry Flower made him extremely successful on all the digital streaming platforms within Japan. And because of this, he has been on the Oricon constantly and dry flowers still on there and it shows how much this track has made a difference and how this has pushed his popularity up but i will say it's not it's not just this track i mean all in all he is very talented yuri has a extremely powerful voice moving lyrics great composition and his utilization of the sns sns platforms make him a one-of-a-kind talent because he knows how to use it to his advantage and he's done that very well so his debut single kakurambo carries a beautiful and simple composition that fits perfectly with his powerful and soulful vocals when that chorus comes in you hear the guitar pick up and it pulls you and you just get lost in the song. And that's what did it for me. And if you listen to the first take version, my God, it is just beautiful. And there's just something about Kakudanbo that just pulls you in. And he goes on and does something a little more upbeat pop rock track that called Peter Pan. And it starts off with a little bit of a kick because most of his songs are a little bit slower so between the guitar and his vocals, it shows he could easily pull off rock vocals. And I love that you hear his voice go a little bit deeper and hear that raspiness in it. And I think it fits so well. And I would love to see him do a heavier track because I want to see what he can do with his vocal capabilities. And Dry Flower, which is one you probably heard us talk about before since it's been an Oricon and that's where I first heard him. I mean, I think this is a great showcase of his vocal capabilities. It is a serene and sad feel to it. It moves you with the lyrics, the composition. And the thing about it with me, it made me want to listen to him even more. I wanted to see what else he had to offer. And that's what got me to dive right into him. And with his latest track, Sakura Abare, it is a full-out ballad and it is freaking gorgeous just that piano starting off in the track is just amazing and I think that is what did it for me is just the softness but powerfulness that he shows in 
Sakura Bare is amazing and I would love to see him more do like full ballads because he has the vocal skills for it. So currently, Yuri does not have that many releases as he is very new. So he has six digital singles, Kakudenbo, Kagome, Peter Pan, Dry Flower, Infinity, and Sakura Bare. And being honest, I could talk about all of them because they're all fantastic. And you can check out his official website, Twitter, Instagram, and his latest music video, Sakura Bare, on our site. I am curious to hear what you two think, because I know we've talked about Dry Flower, but we haven't actually dived into any of his other songs yet. Yeah, uh, I was really happy uh, when you picked Yuri because we did talk about Dry Flower, and I know I was really hard on Dry Flower when we listened to it. And, you know, it, it's not a bad song, but I just, I wasn't really feeling it when I heard it. And so I really enjoyed going back and listening to what he had. And I think he's a really talented artist. I think Yuri is still finding himself. And I think it's pretty obvious in his music that he's still trying to figure things out. Uh, His track Kagome, for instance, it still feels like he's still trying to find his vocal range in that song because there's some parts in that song where he's really stretching the limits of what he can do. And I I just think it shows. So I think he's still a little green behind the ears, but he's got a lot of talent and he shows a ton of promise. Uh, Both of his songs that he's dropped in 2021 are great. Uh, Sakura Bare is a gorgeous song. The piano work in that is wonderful. But I think my favorite song that he does is Infinity. I think that is a fun song. I think it's nice and light. It's got a good melody and rhythm to it. And so I think he's finding himself. I think, like I said, I think he's super talented. I think he still needs just a little time to really blossom. Uh, I'm glad that Dry Flower was a huge hit for him. And I've gone back and I've listened to Dry Flower. And I, I think it's a, I think I was really hard on it at first. I think it's a pretty solid track overall. I don't think it'll ever be my favorite song, but you know, for it is what it is and it's solid nonetheless, but Like I said, Infinity, I think, is by far my favorite song of his. I think it's just a lovely track, and that's the one that I would recommend you go out and listen to. But I'm looking forward to following him and following his career, because I think, like I said, he's really talented. I think he's going to go somewhere special, and I think he just needs a little bit more time to, to, to put all the pieces in place, so to speak. Yeah, no, great. I feel the exact same way, honestly. He... He's just starting. So, I mean, I'm not going to be as hard as I would be for someone who already has an album or, or any of the former music corners that we have done, like if, if, like I would have. But as of right now, the work that he has shown to the public and actually released has been really decent and really good. I really, as like you, Gray, I really did like Infinity. Sakura, Sakura, Sakura. Bare has been really good as well. He just released that. And, you know, I really did like Dry Flower. Like I said, I've I've enjoyed my time with it and hearing it beaten over the head via social media has the one thing that really won me over. The only thing that I really did not like is Peter Pan. That that was the only song that I personally could not do without. <laughs> I can do without, so... 
But besides that, I'm looking forward to seeing his career. He, I think he's like an Ely in my mind where he just needs to find his way. And once he does, you know, it's them in a rough, so to speak. Oh, I, I completely agree. And I think he's going to be an artist that'll be fun to look back on later on. Because he's just starting out, and this is an artist we get to grow with, as we've pretty much been here since he's released, you know, these digital singles. So it'll be interesting when he does release an album. And I'm glad you guys enjoyed him, and we got a chance to check out what he has done so far. And looking forward to see what he'll do in the future. Yeah, thank you for picking him, Luna. It was it was really fun to go back and listen to him. I had a blast. You are welcome. I've been wanting to check more of his stuff music out, and now that I have, I really wanted to share it with everyone. So, but yeah, you know, I want to say thank you so much for introducing, well, letting us dive deeper with Yudi's style here, and I can't wait to see what the future in st- has in store with him. So, thank you for that, Luna. You're welcome. I am looking, I think we all are looking forward to it as well as following his career from here on. Okay, with that, let's continue on to this week's Oricon here. And out of, this was very interesting because we had four songs this time for new songs. And they were all fairly solid in my mind. I agree, they were. I was pleasantly surprised this week. There was one I didn't like, but the rest is really yeah, good. Yeah, that fairly solid. That's why. <laughs> all, all encompassing term there, man. Otherwise, I would have just nagged on it all day. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, but it was a good week overall. And uh, I, I was really happy uh, with a lot of the songs that we're going to talk about. With that, let's go continue on to number 10 here, and it's going to be Sozo by Hoshino Gen. And so I think this was the odd one out between me and you, Gray, because I personally did did not agree with this. Hoshino Gen is an artist that is like Kenshi Yunezu in your mind, Gray, where when he hits, he hits fairly well. But when he misses... It makes me question a lot of things done by him. And the digital, I guess, composition that he tried to spin wasn't really working with me. <laughs> yeah, no, I completely agree. For me, this was just a song. I like Hoshino again, like, like you said. When he hits, he hits. There's, I can think of a couple of uh, Hoshino Gen songs I really genuinely love. But for Sozo, the composition really does, it feels all over the place. And I, I get what he was trying to do, but it, I don't think it worked. And so for me, I just, I just wasn't enjoying it. I would like to check out the music video because you can definitely hear the Mario sound effect in there. I think when he eats a mushroom and gets bigger and I'm curious to see like how they incorporate that into the music video but other than that I was like I I don't know I I just wasn't feeling it I this is like the one song this week that I was like "Eh, it's okay I guess but I like I said if it was a little bit more focused I think I would like it a lot more but it just sounds like it's all over the place for me so I was in between on this on Sozo 
because I liked the music video. Like Grace said, it does incorporate the Mario theme, and that is the reason why I actually did like that part of it, because it made it really fun. But listening to Sozo itself, I, I agree with Ken. I don't care too much for the digital composition. However, I'm half and half because there are parts of Sozo that I like, and there are parts I don't. So I'm like really picky and choosy. So I've listened to it several times trying to figure out like what it was that I really just couldn't place and it just didn't hit with me and it is the digital composition however watching the music video makes up for that but listening to the song on apple music i feel like it hurt it more for me because i'm just more concentrating on the downsides of it yeah like like if you got you guys are saying that the music video is going to really help this song that's neither here and there for me because for me when i'm judging a song i'm judging just by the song itself not the music video I, as much as we always talk about the music video how sometimes it makes and breaks a song that ain't gonna come to a factor to me so i did like i looked nothing up about this song so i didn't even know it was part of the the 35th anniversary for mario stuff so i'm it that shouldn't be my my reasoning of liking the song again though <laughs> Oh, no, I completely agree, because re-listening to it today on Apple Music, that's when I really felt, you know, it hit me that the song wasn't as great as I remembered it being. And I kept trying to pinpoint what it was. And when I kept, like, when I went back through it, I'm just like, I think it's the digital composition, because it's it's just how his vocals sound with it, and it just feels off. And I love Hoshino Gen, and he's done some great works. However, this one falls into that, I'm not going to listen to it like his other tracks because there's just something missing. Well, regardless, Sozo sold the lovely 27,226 points. And going on up to number 9, it is Step and a Step I Need You. It's it's slowly but surely going down and I'm, I'm thankful for that every day. <laughs> But this week it sold a lovely 27,689 points. And going on up to number 8, it is Kaibutsu by Yoao Sobi. Once again, still keeping on there. I'll probably have a, a lovely tick again once it is released on Netflix. So, for the West. But this week it sold a lovely 28,069 points. Yeah. And going on up to number 7, it's Wasudena. By Awesome City Club. Now, what did you guys think about this track? So, I thought Wasirena was actually pretty solid. It started off their album, actually, that just came out with a grower, and which is the reason I checked it out. And it did make my OG. I, I fell in love with it. I think it was the composition. I liked... I love both the vocals on it. I will say, as a whole, Foregrower, it's not my favorite off the album. But all in all, I think Wasadena is a solid track by Awesome City Club. And I'm more happy just to see that they made the Oricon than anything. Because I have been very into them lately. And I think Wasadena is a good track to showcase. It's not my favorite by them by far. But composition-wise, vocal-wise, I think it's very, very solid. 
Yeah, uh, this is a pretty interesting song. I think it's okay overall. I do like it. I do agree with Luna. I think there are other songs on the album that is a lot stronger than Wasulena. But being itself and being on its own, I I think it's a pretty solid song overall. It's definitely likable. It's got good composition, great vocals. And yeah, uh, you know, Awesome City Club, this is their first album that they released since they became a three-member group. And I think, you know, they're, they're still trying to figure it out. And, you know, I think this is good. I think, you know, this is a sign of things to come. And I, I enjoyed my time with it. So yeah, Wasudena is really, really good. I, I personally really, really like this track. And it's probably my second best for this week to be honest and it's a lot of things work for this song in my mind and i i just noticed that they also released the acoustic version of it which I'm, I'm gonna probably listen to after recording and everything kind of goes on full cylinders for me and it's what I really did like about Awesome City Club when we did initially do them for Music Corner. So I'm very excited and I can't wait to kind of just dive into Grower as an album as a whole. But it, Wasudena is just an awesome kickstart to that album. And if all the songs in that album is just as good as this, I'm going to enjoy that so much more. Regardless, Wasudena sold a lovely 28,761 points. And going on up to number 6, it is Dynamite by BTS. And this week it sold a lovely 32,317 points. Going on up to the song that won't die, it is Yodo ni Kakeru by Yoao Sobi. Like, literally, I think it's it's been the one year mark when it initially just boomed on our, our radar here. And... I'm happy for it. It it gave you also be a much more push that they needed originally. So, but this week it's a lovely thirty four thousand three hundred and ten points, and this is probably help from us. But at number four, it is Dry Flower by UD. So, this week it's a lovely forty seven thousand eight hundred and forty two points, and then going on up to number three, it is Usewa by Adol. Not much we can say there. This week it's a lovely 50,590 points here. Very, very strong for streaming. And then going on up to number two, it is Hitori Kotode Kataru Kurenai Nara by STU48. Now, this is a very interesting song done by STU48. What did you guys feel about this? So, Hitori Kotode. Kataru Kurainara was very interesting. So I in good way because I think STU forty eight played it safe with this. And I like that because lately the forty eights and forty sixes have been missing with me majorly. But Hitori Goto de Kataru Kurainara, I would say it hit. And I'll say this because they played it safe, their vocals were good, it had a nice composition. And in a way, it actually felt like a breath of fresh air because lately I just felt like everything has been hot mess trash. And this was actually a nice feeling. I will say it's still not my typical 
music I'll go for, but I will take this any any day over what we've gotten lately. Yeah, I, I really like this song. I thought it was really good. It is pretty much in the boundaries for SCU 48. They, they tend to play it safe. They've never been that risky of a group, and that has been for the better and worse in a lot of cases. And, and I, I don't think they really strayed too far from the formula with this song. I did like the composition. I thought it was really well done. And I thought the vocals in the song was really, really well done. And I usually don't compliment the vocal composition for 48 song because they just have so many girls singing. I'm like, it's kind of hard to make the vocals sound awful. But this particular song, I thought they did a good job. Uh, Hitori Gato de Kataru Kuranara is a overall pretty solid track that I, I think is pretty good for th- for them. I, there are other STU48 songs that personally I've liked more than this song, but I like it for what it is and I think it's a pretty solid track overall. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Hitori Goto de Kataru Kurenai Nara was very interesting. They played it really, really safe. I really liked it overall for a 48 Science. Really refreshing. And a lot of the songs that the 48s and 46s that released over the last couple months have been refresher songs. So Hitori Goto de Kataru Kurenai Nara, it is going to be very very safe and honestly that's what all you need right now just a reminder that we're here so regardless it sold very well it sold 175,962 copies so there's that so well regardless continuing on up to number one it is Boku ga Boku Janai Mitaida by Stones now, what did you guys think about this song? This was amazing. This is what I have wanted from Stones. Boku ga boku janai mi taira is what we have needed and what we have wanted because Stones has been doing a lot of the pop and lock lately. And being honest, they've been a little bit of a mess. But I am freaking in love with Boku Ga Boku Janai Mi Taida. I mean, everything about this is on point. Their vocals, just the composition. This is perfect. This is everything I have waited for, and I want them to continue down this path. I cannot say how much I love, 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 love Boku Ga Boku Janai Mi Taida. Yeah, no, uh, th- this is their best song. Uh, Boku, Boku Ga Boku Janai Mi Taida is easily their best song. And this is the kind of song I wanted to hear from the group after they did the Yoshiki tribute in the Kohaku. Because when they did that tribute, that was the moment I realized that th- this group is an insane vocal group. They, all six of them, have great vocals, they know how to harmonize, and they really know what they're doing. And I, I not anti-pop and lock, 
But I just don't think that this group is for that because if I mean, and they probably will do more pop and lock stuff, but they, this is where they should be. This is exactly what they should be because everything about the song is damn near perfect. The vocals, the composition, this is exactly what I wanted to see from the group after watching the Yoshiki tribute because the like I was like, Johnny's, you're wasting one of your best vocal groups that you have. Like this is like they have the potential to be the next color creation in, in my mind, just on that level of vocal harmony that just elevates the medium. And, you know, I really want to see more like this. Like I said, I think they're going to go back to pop and lock stuff because that's what they debuted as. That's what they were sold to us as. And so I think ultimately that's the direction they're going to go with. And I, it's going to make songs like this to be really treats that, will make them very special overall but this this is easily their best song I, I don't even think it's a remote competition and if you like ballads and harmonies this is this is I definitely recommend the song it's my song of the week and you know there's other songs that we've talked about I liked this is easily my favorite like by a mile in two steps like this is easily the best song of the week it, it's so good I cannot recommend it enough. Yeah, no. I'm going to pretty much repeat what you guys were just saying. This is their best song. This is Stones' best song by far. And this is what I wanted from them from a long time. And I don't... I don't think... If I really want them to continue this, I don't want them to go back to the pop and lock stuff. You have Snowman for that. You have Snowman for that. Granted, it ain't well in my mind, but you have Snowman for that. Stones can be that vocal powerhouse that is just more intense than a lot of the other Johnny's groups. And this kind of proved that. Bokuga, Bokujanai Mitaida proved that to a freaking T. Now, if they can just have this more vocally intense compositions and songs all the time, you got yourself a winner. You got you got you got all the traditional stuff with King and Prince. Then you can have six stones for um you can have stones do the more vocally heavy and more intensity songs, and then you got Snowman with the pop and love. And right there, that's what can build the next generation for Johnny's. Those three things. Do you guys agree with that? If they can continue like that, I think they set up for success. I I agree. I agree actually, because I mean, if they just utilize Snowman for pop and lock and use Stones for all vocal heavy tracks like Bokuga Boku Janai Mitaida, I mean that would be perfect. I mean, I I would love to see Stones concentrating on this type of route and have Snowman doing the pop and lock. I, I will slightly disagree with you. I, I do agree with you in theory and concept, but Snowman, every track that they've released has been a voc more vocal intense track. Now, I do think Stones uh, has Granger better has vocals overall. Gra Granger has something to say about that, man. Oh, no, that's true, too. Uh, th that is true. I forgot about Granger. But 
No, no, I agree with you. Like, like this is the track they need to be on. It, it really is. But like, like I said, because they were sold to us as a pop. Now, maybe they might get a lot of positive feedback and we might see them go down this road. But they might change. Uh, like, yeah, we don't know that we don't know how they are. I would prefer them that you do this this way because you have the old traditionalists with King and Prince. You got them by by the balls, so to speak. <laughs> That King and Prince is going to be traditional Johnny's. If you want to deviate into a more modern formula, you got you got stones for that. For a more more vocal heavy in intensity kind of style, and you got Snowman to do any of the pop and lock style to match LDH for whatever reason. However, yeah. I don't that that's in a perfect world. I know they ain't gonna do that, but this is in a perfect world. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, in a perfect world, they'll be continuing on this path or something similar with that that path. But this isn't a perfect world. We're not in charge of what, what Stones does in the future. I Ideally, I would like that. You know, there are a couple songs off of First that is vocally and more composition heavy compared to like their pop and lock stuff. But who knows? It it seems like what Johnny's is doing with Stones is they're really experimenting to see what sticks. And I don't mind that. The last two has been hits with both New Era and Boku Uga, Boku Janai, Mitaina. So I really wish that, you know, they can experiment just a little bit more. And if it hits, it hits kind of thing. I just I just don't want the pop and lock stuff. I don't want two groups pop and locking, man. <laughs> Regardless, Boku Ga, Boku Janai, Mitaida sold a lovely 432,262 copies because good old physical sales there. With that, let's go on to the albums here just a little bit here just to kind of pick and see. Stray Sheep is going down at number 10, so probably be one of the last weeks we'll see them here. The book has been selling really, really amazingly well, so it's on there still. You got B by BTS, a little bit up there. And you got Love Holic by another Korean group, NCT127. So congratulations to them. But yeah, I want to say thank you for listening to this episode of Ungakadio. You can find us on all social media websites at Ungakadio on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the website at Ungakadio.com. You can follow all our affiliates, Cory Hunter. He is a variety Twitch streamer. You can check him out at twitch.tv slash Cory Hunter, K-Y-O-R-Y-U-H-U-N-T-E-R. You can also check out Timber Taff, who is a variety streamer. And you can check him out at twitch.tv slash Timber Taff, T-I-M-B-E-R-T-A-F-T. You can also check out your sister, Luna Rose, who's very, very excited for Monster Hunter Rise. <laughs> I can't wait to play that game next year on the real thing that it needs to be played at, but that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but you can check it out at twitch.tv slash rainstarkitty, R-A-I-N-S-T-A-R-K-I-T-T-Y. You can also check out the Fangirl Has No Name, who is a variety streamer in her own right. You can check her out at twitch.tv slash fangirlhasnoname, F-A-N-G-I-R-L-R-L-H-A-S-N-O-N-A-M-E. You can also check out the podcast that me, Timber, Fangirl, and Kyodu called Potasaurus. This week we talked about 
Sonic 06 and rest his soul and Vagrant Story and how that is a lovely lovely mess in the lovely Final Fantasy universe you can check it out by looking up Curry Hunter same as his Twitch channel on all podcast streaming services you can you can find me on Twitter at OTYKen1 where I talk about Bang Dream Aina Aiba Roboco Herobo and more Bang Dream where can we find you Gray? You can find me on Twitter at OngakuGray, where I tweet about what I'm playing, what I'm watching, all that fun jazz. I am also hyped for Monster Hunter Rise, but it comes out the day before my wedding, so I don't know when I'm going to get a chance to play it. Because Just play it next year on PC on the device that it's meant to be played with. I don't have a, I don't have a, a, a PC rig that I honestly would want to play video games on. And where can we find you, Luna? You can follow me on several of the social networks such as the twitter my anime list anime planet letterboxd at luna maria 87 and you can find me on instagram as nerdy collector luna i mainly post about movies my cat movies anime and what i'm listening to but yeah, I want to say thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Ungakadu. I'm your host, Ken, saying thank you very much, and have a great day. Aloha. This is Luna, wishing everyone a great rest of your week. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Jamatane. And this is great. Thank everyone so much for tuning in, and we'll be right back here next week. Bye-bye. <laughs>